Lord God, we just thank you, Lord. As always, we come before you in thanksgiving. And all that we are and all that we're going through, we come before you and just say thank you. Because we're still here. So God just continue to bless us today. I ask right now for a blessing just to fall in this place and continue to just move in us. Father, as I speak, may my words be your words, God. Speak to me and speak through me, God. But touch us. Motivate us. Move us. Encourage us. Because we serve a miraculous God. We're living in a miraculous time. So help the unbelief believe God. And show us how faithful you always are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Good afternoon, family. Thank you, boy. Before I I read any quote, before I do any scripture, I just want to tell you what place am I coming from. I'm coming from a place of victory. That should be an amen there somewhere. Okay? But it's not a victory like something major happened in my life. It's not a victory that I... Or the something, you know, somebody gave me a house, or I won a lot, or or I got a car. So it's not a victory like that. I'm the same person, but it's a place of victory because I walk in expectancy. I walk in expectancy, expecting that at any given time a miracle can happen. See, see. Today I want to talk to to you about miracles, okay? But before I talk to you about miracles, I want to talk to you about growth. About growth. Amen? And I want to start off with a quote. If it's difficult, it's teaching you. If it's tough, it's stretching you. If it's painful, it's purifying you. If it's delayed, it's disciplining you. But no matter what it is, in the end, you will be better. Come on, somebody say amen. You will be wiser. You will be richer. You will be stronger for it. Trust the process. Today, I want to come to you and and, and title this message, Grow What You Go Through. Amen? There's this thing that that uh, misconception, I call it, when people get saved, when people accept Jesus in their heart, when people step into this this thing we call walk with God, they automatically think they're going to be blessed in the way they think they should be blessed. Big misconception, amen? The last couple of weeks, listen, we've been talking about Pastor George preached a message say, do like me. 
Amen. He talked about how we need to be like Jesus and love one another. And if we remember, he ended the service early and had everybody go to somebody that you do not know and introduce yourself, find out their names. And he talked about the importance of fellowship, the importance of community, of we need each other. Amen. Then he preached another message, love like me. When, when he talked about how we're all part of one body, we're all part of one, one vine. Jesus is the vine, and, 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 and we all, there's a part, to, we're all part of the, that, that one vine, and how uh, the importance it is for us to be connected. That it's great if you have internet access online and you get to watch it online, but if you, like, five, ten minutes away and you don't come here, you need to be connected, amen? Then Pastor Gary preached part two, the second message, called a rock and a hard place. And he talked about how, how he, he struggled with the, 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 the medical issues his wife went through. And it looked impossible. The doctors would, would give him all negative reports and preparing him for, for the, the worst. And, and then we're, we're a man of such his faith and his knowledge and his wisdom. He had nowhere else to believe in, and that he had to call somebody for what is it, five o'clock in the morning because he needed somebody, he needed support. So he talked about the importance of why the body is important. Well, I want to tell you another reason why the body is important because we can't grow by ourselves. As awesome and as Amazing God is, we need each other to grow. When we're suffering, we need each other to build us up. Because we're going to go through moments where we're angry because of what we're going through. When we're lonely, when we're confused, when we're questioning God, when we, our faith is, is, is diminishing Romans 5 says it like this, starting in verse 3. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings. Because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame. Because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. Who has been given to us. You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, God died for the ungodly. I don't know about you, but whenever I'm down, I start to think of, my goodness, God died for me. God's faithful to me when I don't deserve it. When I'm faithless, he's still faithful. You can't do that math. It doesn't add up. It doesn't make sense to me. But because it does not make sense to me, causes me to say, oh, my goodness, if he brought me this far, it doesn't matter what I feel like. If he brought me this far, there is a miracle that has to come through what I'm going through. Today, I want to tell you, no matter what you're feeling, no matter what you're going through, there is a miracle at the end of what you're going through. 
despite if you put yourself in that funk, even, even if you put yourself there, if you turn to God and you live according to his word, there's a miracle at the end of that, whatever you're going through. See, I, I'm a strong believer. If you heard anything about my testimony, I have a, a, you know, we all have this one or two scriptures that follow us through our whole walk. And mine is, is the Jeremiah 29, 11. That's the first time, first scripture that rocked my world. And it taught me that, oh my goodness, I, I don't feel good about myself, but God had a plan for me. So since then, I walk with whatever I'm going through. I'm not perfect. I go through issues. I don't leave here and I have a maid waiting for me. I have a butler. I have a chauffeur. No, I, I, I am all that stuff. And if I'm not, my wife is that. Amen? She takes great care of me. I'm just saying. And I promise that's all I'm going to say about her because every time I'm up here, I, I put her in the spotlight. But she's part of my plan that God has for me. Right there, God is amazing. The fact that I have her, the fact that I have two children, the, the fact that I have a job. Listen, I could complain so many for so much. But the fact that I have all that I have. Listen, this is the way I walk my life. And I learned this from somebody else. I look at ministry. I look at uh, my life as, a, uh, as me driving my car. Okay? And as I'm driving in my car, there's two things in front of me. You have the big window and then you have the, what is that called? The rear view mirror. Right? The rear view mirror is important. You look at it, you see everything that's behind you. If you back up, you see, and if you're going forward, you see everything behind you. But see, you're not a good driver if you focus on that little mirror. Because if you focus on what's behind you, you're going to end up crashing. And it's going to slow you up. All right? But if you look at the big one right behind the rear end mirror, you see going forward. You see what's in front of you. You see what's in front of you to the left, to the right, straight ahead. And if it's clear, if it's a, a green light, you go, you go. You see when the light turns red, oh, my goodness, I need to slow down. Uh, it's yellow before it's red. And I need to not, you know, just stop and breathe and then go on when it's green. And then you see when it's a stop sign and you stop and then you look. Okay, it's safe, and you go. If you, but you're not going to see all that if you focus on a rear-view mirror. In fact, if you don't focus on a rear-view mirror and you continue to go, everything that's behind you gets smaller. And everything in front of you gets bigger. I live my life like that. Because I'm, uh, listen, I lived a lot of years, I wasted a lot of years Looking at my past, focusing on my past, focusing on the present, and I'm still moving, but I'm moving so slow that, the, that what's there is still there. I want to go. Family, God called us to go. God called us to always be in, mo in motion. What is it? We go through things, and that, that forces us to be stuck. Talking about the things that, that make us angry and causes us, I don't want to go to church. Oh, but I had to. 
because I'm a leader. I'm, I had to because I got responsibilities. So we come, praise the Lord, hallelujah. But in our faces, you could tell we do not want to be here. We go through stuff that causes us to, to, to be lonely, to be depressed, to be, to, to be, I'm always talking about it. Because I live the life of depression, of failure, because I focus on what's behind me. I change. I live at a point where at any given time, a miracle is going to happen. To me, I have no choice but to walk in victory. Because I expect God to do something. That doesn't mean great stuff is just going to happen to us. See, without continual growth and progress, such words as improvement, achievement, and success have no meaning. Strength and growth come through continuous effort and struggle. We don't grow when things are easy. We grow when things are challenging. When we face challenges. Amen. Second Corinthians 9 verse 8. It says this. And God is able to bless you abundantly. So that in all things, in all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. I follow up with this, Romans 8, 28. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. See, I live my life knowing he has a plan and purpose. It causes me to live a life of loving him. So the Bible says, our scripture says, if I love him, and if I believe that he has purpose for me, it's for my good. Whatever happens to me is for my good. To the person that is stuck, it's for your good. That's not a good message, I know. You don't go to church to get inspired hearing somebody tell you, yes, what you're going through is for your good. Because it does not look like good right now. It does not look good right now. God... How could you say that? That preacher is a liar. Man, you're going to get spiritual and say lies are from the enemy. Listen, your pain is part of your growth. Your suffering is part of your growth. I am who I am because I've been through some stuff. You are who you are because you've already been through some stuff. So look at your rearview mirror and know, yes, I've been through some stuff, but it's so far away. But I'm right now stinks. Keep on moving. Keep on growing. Grow what you go through. Got to stop moving around. I'm sorry. Cameras. I'm planted. PJ, I'm planted. For my good. For your good. I was trying to remember something, some, something I could say that happened to me personal that I have not said already. And usually I talk about my greatest achievements, my greatest uh, blessings, which is my wife and my kids. 
but I'm going to give them a break so you guys can breathe if you're still here. I want to talk about when before them, when I was, I had a job. And to me, it was a, a dream job because I, I, at the time, I loved working with kids. So I worked for the board of ed. And I was a, a para. So as a sub-para, then, then the school likes you, and then you get hired permanent, you become a para. But see, the only thing is, back then, I don't know if it's changed now, you needed six qu- credits of college to continue that. I tried twice and failed. So I I lost the position, and I was going to be without a job. But they say, oh, wait a minute, we like you so much. There is a position that you that don't need a six credits, but it's a bump down in salary. So I became a family worker. And I enjoyed it so much, but the pay wasn't good. I did that. I was in that job for about eight years. Eight years. Getting beat up by kids, getting changing diapers because I was dealing with handicapped kids. I was dealing with, with certain kind of kids, and, 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 I, and I just did it. So it was work. I was out by three, but I felt like I worked all night. Anybody that works with kids understand what I'm saying. And I was out of school, and, I, and I'm going to be honest with you, it's not my greatest moment, but What, what was meant for good, and I try to, I try, I had an unhealthy relationship. And I was stuck between a, hard, a rock and a hard place. And, and, and I wanted to get out. And I would say, God, I messed up. I know. If I, forgive me. I'll repent. God, but, 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 but you need to do something. And I couldn't get away. So it was one of those prayers. Listen, either that person goes or I go. Either you shut the door or you open another door. And time went on and, and, and it was getting worse and I was, I was taking time off and I, it, it didn't look good and I was stuck. Long story short, I go in one day and I was handed papers. Listen, um, we have another school in the Bronx. I was working in Manhattan. And, and they were saying, listen, uh, they need you more than we need you. Never again I had to go back to that place. And that uncomfortable, uncomfortable situation, I was totally disconnected. And that told me, and I was closer to home. Check that out. I didn't have to deal with traffic going to Manhattan. And, and, and God told me it wasn't a miraculous thing in the sense where I got extra pay. I was still making nothing, still getting beat up. It got worse because I dealt with, with the wor- with worst kids that I was sent to. But I was out of that situation that was, that was bringing me down. And I had to go to work and pray every morning. And then, oh, my gosh, God, my prayer. You didn't hear my prayer. Isn't it the worst? You go through something and it feels like the more you go through it, the more God doesn't hear you. It feels like, all right, I guess God is busy with somebody else. Maybe I didn't say it loud enough. But I can't pray that. Everybody's going to know what I'm, what I'm going through. You ever felt that way? So far away from God? A question, you, you, you cause yourself, maybe, maybe, there, maybe God is just there when, 
you know, maybe his level of what's important and not is different from mine, I guess. I, I don't know. But it was for my good I went through that. Because it caused me to have healthy boundaries. It causes me to, I'm never going to do that again. It causes me to look back and say, my goodness, I know what to do now. I got the answer. It causes me to minister to somebody else. Oh, I went through that. It causes me to uplift somebody else. It causes me to listen. Okay, I know how to get out of this. I know how to pray for you. See, you don't have all good times without some bad. It's impossible. You get saved, you look for the good times. But when the bad times happen, do you know the good times and bad times are both by God? Or God allows everything? Hashtag Job. He gave Satan permission to mess with him because he knew Job was righteous enough. God, I'm not righteous enough. God says, yes, you are. Because you are victorious. Amen? Life is full of both ups and downs, but we still blessed. That's what you need to understand. That's the whole, if I could sum it up, despite what you're going through, you're still blessed. God didn't do everything he did for you, for you to walk with your head down, to drive. If you drive with your head down, do not do that. I don't like hospital visits. Pick up your head. Look ahead and drive. For most of, most of the time we have blessings, there's also burdens. You know you could be blessed and, and have burden at the same time? What do I mean? Yes, God, I'm a walking miracle. You've done that for me. You've done that. But you know, you, you can't be healed unless you're sick. You understand? God can't heal you for nothing. You need to have something wrong with you for God to heal you. You can't oh, ask God, pick me up when, if, unless you're down. Amen? You, you can't have a message, a message without a mess. You can't have a testimony without a test. See, I believe in miracles. But I'm also smart enough to know that just because I expect miracles at any given time does not mean I'm not going to go through stuff. This morning, I want to just chop on this portion of Scripture, the story that everybody knows, even if they're not saved. And it's in Luke 1, starting at verse 26. And before I even read the Scripture, I want to stress... You're not going to know until you're blessed, until you're surrounded with people that are like-minded, people that you're connected with. The big reason why I got through everything I got through is because I was surrounded by certain people who even they didn't have to tell me anything, but I saw the way they lived. I saw the way they loved. I saw the way they acted, not in church, outside church. And I was connected, and I knew it kind of ra- it rises up. It's called conviction, but it raises up your conviction level. When you watch somebody and you see somebody live the way you're supposed to live, and then when you don't do that, you, it's almost like the Holy Spirit telling you, but we don't think about it as the Holy Spirit telling us. And, you understand what I'm saying? So 
We need each other. We need fellowship. We need one another to grow. Let's go to the scripture. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel of Nazareth to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. Let me stop. I'm going to pause right there. I'm going to dress it up. Here you have Mary. And it says she was pleased to be married to Joseph. So right at this moment, she's planning a wedding. Those of you that plan a wedding know the stress. But you also know the excitement of what a wedding is. Right? Back then, they didn't get a wedding didn't last one day. A wedding lasted a whole week of celebration. Okay? And it says that she was saving. She was a virgin. She was saving herself for her husband. What happens next? The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at those words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But, But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. So let me pause right there. See, so, so Mary is planning for a wedding, saving herself for her husband. Now she hears an angel say that you're blessed and highly favored. Imagine the expectations right at this moment. Okay. It's going to be a great wedding. I'm, I'm, I'm having a wedding. I'm saving myself and I'm I'm highly favored by God. I'm blessed. Verse 31, you will conceive and give birth to a son. And you ought to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. And his kingdom will never end. Pause. She is blessed, highly favored. She's, she's saving herself for her husband. She's planning a wedding. And now she was told, oh, but now you're going to be pregnant. Talk about interruption on her plan. Anybody's plan has been interrupted lately? Anybody waiting to get through something and you're waiting? You're waiting? God, it's been 10 years. You, I'm still waiting, but God, did you hear me 10 years ago? Listen, I've been stuck at a job for 14 years making nothing. Out of nowhere, a job was created for me with a substantial raise. The minute I stepped into it, they phased out. And they closed it out. In other words, it's just me. Two years later, they had a big uh, budget cut. And people would let go. I wasn't. Because they told me, no, you're needed. There's no one else that, that I could do what you do. There's no one else at your position. I'm like, okay. I don't know how you got that position. The person that pulled strings for me retired shortly after. They're like, I don't know what that person did, but uh, okay, but you got the position. Listen, was it what I expected? Nope. 
I didn't expect anything. I expected to just be stuck at that job until another job came. But I had the same job. They just changed my wording on my position and gave me some extra perks and, and, and more responsibility. And, and, but it was a job, and, and, I, and I didn't have to struggle as much financially. I was highly favored and blessed. My plans were interrupted for the good about time. It was the first time I could say, oh, that was my biggest blessing. Other than my wife and kids, that was my biggest blessing. But God reminded me, wait a minute. The job that you did have, you wasn't making that much, but you never paid a co-payment in those 14 years. For all the things that your kids went through medically, for all my surgeries, I paid zero co-payment. See, I wasn't making enough, but I had God's favor. Those benefits left as soon as I, as soon as I hit the new position. But my kids were old enough. I guess I was uh, not as uh, screwed up with my knees and stuff. Not really. Mary went to planning a wedding. Now she had to figure out how she's going to tell her future husband, oh, we're still going to get married, but um, hashtag I'm pregnant. And you're not the father. But I'm still going to be a virgin. Imagine that conversation. Better than that, imagine Joseph's face. But look at Mary's response with the, with the angel. No one thinking she had to go do this. And she had to have that conversation, that hardcore conversation with her, probably not her future husband at this point. She, I would be thinking. Verse 34, she says, how will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you, and, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. I, I want to just pause there. And I want to tell somebody right now, they're in a situation. Listen, you're in the atmosphere that's nothing like the atmosphere we sang about this morning. You're in an atmosphere where you're going you're gonna to choke somebody out. You're in the atmosphere of, I can't take this no more. You're in the atmosphere that, that's causing you to, to feel like a failure, to feel like, uh, uh, like you uh, step down, like you're, you're not a, uh, the head, but you are the tail. But plug into God, plug into God's people, because the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And you will still be in that predicament, that situation. But the difference is, God is overshadowing you. Could it be that, be the, that that's the miracle right now that's happening? And you don't see it? Could it be what you're going through is a test? Oh, he said a test word. I hate tests. Anybody hate tests? I hate tests. I panic. I, I, I sweat. Just to learn how to do payroll in my job, I walked out and, and I was ready to give up that new position. They had to walk me through. I was the only one. I felt like a failure. There was 32 people. They all left. I had one instructor that stood three hours afterwards walking me through because I had a panic attack. Because the test just, it doesn't, it's not good for me. 
But I got to remember that, uh, that the most high is, is above me. The most high is in me. He's around me. So continue. It says, so the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And, and she was uh, said to, to be uh, unable to conceive in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. Listen, you are blessed and highly favored and your burden. But why does the blessed and highly favored get overshadowed by the burden? Listen to her response, and this is what I want to focus on. I'm going to end the sermon with it, not right now, but listen to this response. Because it's an amazing response. And all the confusion that could be going through her head, and all the, well, how's, my, how's this guy going to marry me? Oh, my gosh. He says, I am, in verse uh, 38, I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. And the angel left. Keep that up, Val. May your word to me be fulfilled. The funk that you're in, the, the predicament you're in, the, the atmosphere that you got to go to when you're not here. May your word to, to you be fulfilled. I'm talking about we need to leave here believing in miracles. Holding on to those promises. See, it's easy to forget those promises. The truth of the matter is, God would allow things to happen that, that would cause us to question him. That would cause us to be angry at him. But we have to remember, our plans are not his plans. Thanks, right? Our ways are not his ways. I used to say, I remember I said this a couple times, I said, God, if only once. What I pray for, the way I would like to see it happen, and connected with the way you would like to see it happen. It, it just once. But you know what, God, I'm mature enough to know. And I've been through some stuff uh, too many times to know that, that God would tell me, and God probably told me, that no, if it happened your way, it wouldn't last. If it happened your way, it wouldn't be a miracle. If it happened your way, I won't get the glory. I want to live so God can get the glory. I want to do so God can get the glory. I want to go in and miracles happen like that had nothing to do with me, but it had everything to do with the God I serve. It is not about us using God as a crutch. It's not about us using God as a Santa Claus, as a genie. God bless me. I know I'm, I'm blessed and highly favored, but right now that's it. I need you to, to expand that. Bless me. I want to be really highly f- favored right now. Life is not just being blessed and highly favored, but it's about God using us. What are you doing, whatever particular me in, what are you doing for God? What are you doing? What we do naturally is we stop reading the word more because we're, we're so exhausted by dealing with the, the, the whatever we're going through. The last thing we want to do is try to look for God in a, in, in a book of pages. 
The last thing we want to do is be with fellowship. Last thing we want to do is, is be with people. Last thing we want to do is be who God created us. Because I'm, I'm too confused right now. Am I speaking to anybody? Because I got a lot of blank faces. Let me give you a warning. If, if you can't handle the burden, stop praying for the blessing. That's what God told me. I spend a lot of time praying for specific things because I know God is, is strategic. And if he's strategic, I, I, I thought, you know, I thought I had to figure out, let me be strategic in my prayer and be direct like if God doesn't know my heart, right? But, but I, you know, I thought, you play games. To me, it's playing, I look at it as playing games now. But back then, it's not playing games. But you're trying to manipulate how, you know, God, uh, I want this. And I want it in brown or gray. I want a car, and I want a brand new car. I don't want a used car. I'm tired of driving used cars. I want to start the car and not pray every morning that it's going to get me there. You know, I pray specific. Because I'm real. I pray like that. Hashtag embarrassing. Hashtag you got your kids telling you, oh, wait for me down the block. I'm just, just playing. My kids never did that. See, much, much is given, much is required. Amen? We live in this, in this, in this world, in this society, and, and, and it's a gimme mentality. And especially the kids in this day, in this day and age, they, 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 they were born, and then they, 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 they think that it's, stuff is old to them. But it's not just the kids. It's not just the kids. Don't we feel like that sometimes? God, I'm, I, I, I struggled enough. I think it's about time I get that house. God says, what have you done with your finances of right now? Why would I bless you with much if what you have, you, you have done nothing? You have, done, you have not done exactly what I want from you. This is me. So. This, is, this, this is my... My communication with God. And I thank God that God is real enough for me and can tell me. And I can feel bad for the moment and just drive. Amen? May your word be fulfilled in me. May your word be, be, to me, be fulfilled in what I'm going through. God, I'm freaking out right now. I want to choke this person. But may your word to me be fulfilled. God, I, I don't want to go where, 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 to, that, to that job. I don't want to go meet that person. I don't want to go and speak to that person. But, but may your word be fulfilled in me. I will go where you want me to go. May your words to me be fulfilled. I will do what you want me to do. May your word be fulfilled in me. I say what you want me to say. May your word to me be fulfilled. God, what's Mary saying? God, you can mess up my plans. You can stir up my life. You can get me off course. But may your word to me be fulfilled. Listen, if you don't grow, you're going to go through the same misery. You're going to stay miserable. See, I know that for every misery, there's a miracle. Look at Mary. 
Right now, she had, I would be miserable out of my mind. Even if I was a woman, if God said, yeah, you're a virgin, but you know what, and you're supposed to get married, yeah, yeah, but, but you're, you're going to be pregnant. I'll be miserable. But think about pregnant with who? She's pregnant with the, the greatest miracle of all time, Jesus. I read specifically how it said that he'll be the son of God. Maybe that's what it was, why she was so calm. And she was able to say, may your word to me be fulfilled. See, but we look at miracles as something big. Listen, every miracle, big or small, it's a miracle. And if it's a miracle, it means that God got my back. If it's a miracle, if it's a, if it's a little tiny miracle, not what I expected, not what I wanted, but if it's a miracle, meaning if it's something... It had to be God. It's not a coincidence. Because I, I got, who am I? I'm good. Let me keep on going. Let me take that miracle and let me drive with it. Before you know it, you have a, 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 a van, a, a, a big 18-wheeler van, a truck. When, when, because you, you, so all the miracles that follow you, you had to hold on to them. Roll through what you go through. Even if you're angry. Even if you're struggling, you're lost. You're lonely. Listen, I always pick on the single people because I've been there. Don't pray for your blessing if you're not ready for the burden. Listen, marriage is a beautiful thing. But there is heartache. It's work. You might be too lazy to get married because you don't want to do the work. Stop praying for that financial blessing if you don't want to do the work. Stop praying for that, praying for that new position if you're not going to do the work. Stop, stop asking God for stuff that you're not ready to do the work, that you're not ready to handle the burden. Because there will be burden where you hand, what's handed to you. Do we need fellowship? God called us to grow, and we need fellowship to grow. We can't grow without the fellowship. We can't grow without him. Sometimes we can't see him, but that's why we got each other. Amen? Listen, I wouldn't be who I, it's, it's God that did who he, what he did in me. But, see, I didn't see it through. I'm not one of those that, let me, let me read the Bible. Oh, glory to God. What you got for me? I'm, I'm not, I'm, that's not me. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not a studier. I had to be forced to be read, to, re- to read. I had to, I, 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 I didn't, it was a time I do the Bible in the air and whatever it landed, I guess that's what God wants me to read. Because I, 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 I went through a lot of time not knowing. Because, and, and I would use excuse. I, I, didn't, I didn't pay attention to school. God, give me something. God, you there? And then, and then these ministers and, and these preachers will come in with a word. I'm like, man, how come God can't give me a word like that? I'm looking at it. My perspective of God was totally different. I was looking for God. I was looking to God for specifics. And God just wants us to drive. Just go. 
go. Trust me. Trust. Go through the process. I will get you through. Stop looking for the blessing. Maybe the blessing is how I'm going to work in you through the, the mess. Worship team, come on out. I'm going to close, but I, I want to I wanna close in a weird way. And, and, and I'm excited because I, this is the first time I preach. One of the first times I preached, and I didn't call Pastor Ethan with a song. And I did that purposely because I said, you know what? I, I, I'm going to just trust God. And he sang two songs. The worship team sang two songs. The new one I talked about, Victory. I was like, oh, snap. Okay, nah. all right, God, you're playing with me. And then the last song was about miracles. I was like, oh, snap. I didn't tell him what I was preaching. I purposely didn't tell him. I purposely didn't tell my wife. I purposely didn't tell him. And I love the scripture when it says, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. Family, do you love him? Who have been called according to his purpose. And so I'm going to close with this story. Because it just lifts something up in me. It's about a boy. When he was seven years old, the boy's family was forced out of their home for some legal reasons. And he was forced to work to support the family. Two years later, when he was nine, his mother died. At 22, he lost his job as a store clerk. He won. He had a desire to go to law school, but his education wasn't good enough. Next year, at 23, he went into debt and to become a partner in a small store. Three years later, when he was 26, his business partner died, which left a huge debt that took years for him to repay. Two years after that, at 28, after courting a girl for four years, he asked her to marry him. She said no. At 37, on the third try, he was elected to Congress. Amen. But then two years later, he failed to be reelected. At 41, he lost his four-year-old son. Died. Three years later, at 45, he ran for the Senate and lost. Two years after that, at 47, he failed as the vice presidential candidate. Two years later, at 49... He ran for the Senate again, and he lost again. Why does this guy try so hard? Two years later, at 51, he was elected as the 16th president of the United States. His name was Abraham Lincoln. We might think about that and say, oh, my goodness, Abraham Lincoln was a big failure. Right? But he's considered to be the greatest leader our country has ever had. Because in that time, the war was between each other, with brothers. The war was between, it was a civil war. It was cousins fighting cousins, brothers fighting brothers, killing each other. In our, in our history, 
that war we lost more people because we, we were fighting each other but because of him because of all, all him not all him and his failures but because of him he ended slavery and the war was ended officially let's stand let's stand that struck me because had Abraham Lincoln not have grown or all the failure that he went through imagine what today would be officially listen we're a mess right now officially and officially but imagine if slavery, if, if, if slavery didn't end imagine if Killing your own brother and killing your cousins and, 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 and war with each other didn't officially end. Listen, let's, let's close our eyes because I believe in miracles. I said I believe in miracles. I believe that God can move at any given time. What does that mean? I believe when I don't feel like it, that a miracle could happen. I believe at any given time, the atmosphere would change because he's overshadowing us. His presence just doesn't overshadow us on a Sunday. But we leave here with him. If you accept him into your heart, he, you have him in your heart. Stop believing in miracles. Stop believing and, and be like Mary and say, God, no matter what I'm going through, let your word be fulfilled in my life. Let your word be fulfilled in my ministry. Let your word be fulfilled in my finances. Let your word be fulfilled in my, my marriage and in this relationship and in that relationship. Let your word be fulfilled in my kids' life. Let your word be fulfilled in my job. Let my word, let your word, your word, your word, your presence, let your word be fulfilled in my life. There's moments right now I wish I could sing. I'm not gonna. Don't. I know someone's looking. Go ahead. No, no, no. Because it would change the whole atmosphere. Not in a good way. But I believe in miracles. See, I can't sing, but I, had a, I have a brother that can sing amazing. I have a wife that can sing even better than my brother. I have to say that. Ephraim, you believe that? Do you believe in miracles? Let's go, E. Come on. A miracle can happen now For the Spirit of the Lord is here The atmosphere
something in you, it changed something in you, it fulfilled something in you, so if we're speaking about miracles this morning, then I want to give an opportunity for somebody to walk into their miracle, see what I want to do, if if you're here and you haven't accepted Christ as your personal Savior and you've been struggling, you've been searching high and low, up and down, everywhere, and you still haven't found the meaning to your life, you still don't understand the purpose for what God has for you, then lift your hands today. If you want that, if you want that purpose, if you want that miracle, lift your hands this morning with us. Is this your time, man? We're not promised tomorrow. 
not even promised an hour after now. And if you look around the world, there's so much calamity and tragedies going on that you can't even be in school. That's not even a safe place anymore. But under the wings of God is a safe place. In the bosom of the holy God, that's a safe place. So I'm just saying here this morning that if you're here, man, and you're tired of just wandering and you need some answers for your life, all I can say is you need Jesus because that's exactly what I needed. And once I stepped into that place and I said, Father, Jesus, be my personal Savior, then things began to make sense, you know? I began to understand who I was. I began to see things differently. I changed who I was. I began to love differently. I began to walk differently, talk differently. So I'm not inviting you into a cult because that's not what we're here. We don't expect you. I don't expect you to look like me. Oh, I'm not trying to look like you. You got your style. I got my style. I got a certain way of talking. You might be eloquent with your words. But I'm just saying, there's a family that God started a long time ago. And you're still part of that family. And he's asking you to come back home. So everyone just close their eyes. Those who, if this, if, this, if this is touching you right now, if this is reaching out to you, lift your hands with no one's looking at you. And we're just going to say this together. Father, Father, I love you. I believe in the miracle of Jesus Christ. And I believe that he is the savior of all mankind. Accept Jesus into my life. As my personal Savior, be the Lord over every aspect of my life. When I'm in church, when I'm outside of church, oh God. Father, reveal to me your most awesome plan for my life. So that today, I can begin to walk in that plan, forward in that plan and not be focused on the past or in that very mirror. Father, I need you. I accept your love. I accept your word. If you say I have victory in you, then I have victory in you. If you say I'm more than an overcomer, then I'm more than an overcomer. If you say I'm blessed, then what are you? You're blessed. Continue to be a blessing. Have a wonderful week.